Welcome to The Context, episode 12. My name is Hannes Dorfmann, and as you have already heard, it's not Artem which is doing the introduction, because Artem is still missing. So Artem, if you hear this, please come back home, please, we miss you Artem. I will file a missing person report if you don't come back in the next two days. No, just kidding, Artem can't make it this time. So in this episode, we will talk about Instant Apps, which was announced last at last year's 2016 I.O. and now in this year's 2017 I.O. it was released for the public, so it's public available for everyone. And last time Artem introduced or invited his co-worker Arthur, so I thought it would be only be fair to invite my co-workers this time to talk about Instant Apps because they have uh, built um, the Instant Apps for, for Kicker, which we will talk about in a minute. The guests this time are my co-worker Lukas Olsen hey. and Christian Bach. Hello. Well, Christian is also better known as Bodo and actually nobody knows why Bodo. So why is your nickname Bodo? Because uh, in the former, com uh, former uh, company uh, we have a lot of workers uh, whose name is Christian and uh, my name was Bodo. That <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, makes sense. <laughs> okay. So maybe Lucas, can you give us a short introduction what Instant App actually is? Uh, Instant App is a container-like app which only includes one feature where you can access the app without actually installing the app, but it downloads the 4 megabyte file to just run the separate feature of the app. Oh, so for instance, we have built or you have worked on the on the Kicker Instant App. Yes, I know very little about Instant App at all, so I hope you will clarify that. Uh, so you have a deep link and you register for that deep link and when a user clicks on the this link you have registered for, the user just gets a pop-up uh, if he wants to start the Instant App instead of opening the website. And then the 4 megabyte container gets downloaded and the user gets into a real application flow and not into a website. Now, so. Uh, just for listeners, Kicker is one of the most renowned uh, sports magazines here in Europe, uh, especially in Germany. So we are basically building the apps for yeah, a sports magazine where we can read um, news articles, but also live scores and live updates for ongoing soccer games. Um, yeah. And so, uh, Bodo, you have worked on which feature exactly? The feature we implemented is the news document feature. So you, for example, get a link for, from, from a friend uh, to uh, look at a specific uh, news article. You uh, can open it directly and it's looking uh, like you were in the real Kicker app. But it's only the base feature and as a yeah, news document feature you download it uh, for this screen. Uh, so if I get a URL, a link from a friend of mine, for instance, over WhatsApp, and I haven't installed the regular Kicker app, I click on, on this link, then the Instant app will be launched. Exactly. Okay. Well, at first there comes the browser, and inside of Chrome it gets downloaded, the container, but yeah, you just have like two seconds of Chrome, and then it switches to the real Instant app. Oh yeah, I have noticed that too. Yeah. The first, the very, but only the very first time, I think. Yes, the best. exactly. But for, for every instance, uh, for every instant app or just once and for all so that probably Play Services is downloading some instant app container in the background? Yeah, it 
Google Play service will download some instant app containers, but uh, they said they want to uh, they want to perform like a caching system and keep the instant apps you regularly use so they don't get downloaded every time and maybe pre-cache some containers. Okay. I've also noticed that um, I got an update over Play Store, which was called Instant Apps. Um, lately, I think it was on Sunday or something like that, so right after the Google I.O. And I think that now, but I haven't really tested it enough to be sure, but I think that now the container is pre-installed and updated over Instant Apps. Because previously, as Lucas has mentioned, there was some, I don't know, one or two seconds delay before the Instant App actually has started because it has to, down, yeah, it has to download the container or something like that. But it seems that this has been changed. Yeah, I think now it's downloading via Play Service instead of Chrome. Mm-hmm. So basically, this works over URLs, or so we need some kind of linking, or how do I start an instant app? Yeah, it's basically working over URLs. Like you mentioned before, you can send a, a link to your friends, and they get instantly to the app. Uh, if the real app isn't installed, otherwise uh, the real app will be opened. And so you have to do a little refactoring on your existing app to, uh, to get the activity started uh, for deep links. Oh, the fun fact. I think Kicker did a lot of, of refactoring and put some money in, in um, updating their website to be better for, um, for accelerated mobile pages, uh, AMP, which is a program from Google. Um, but now if I get a a, a, a link, the website don't open at all, right? So it's directly launching the instant app. Um, back when I was in Berlin for the event, uh, the managers of the instant app program, they said like AP, AMP, AP, AMP. AMP would be overriding instant apps. So if a company has AMP, then there never would be the instant app actually opening. But they wanted to discuss it further. So I guess now, the instant app is opening actually, but uh, AMP still like they they are both separate projects and they maybe want to integrate it, but they have no idea what they are doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured out if you uh, search an article uh, with a Google launcher, you you get to the AMP link, but if you send a link to your friends, then the instant app opens. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably something Google internally has to decide to install team, especially like they always open AMP instead of instant app. Okay. Yeah, you have always mentioned, Lucas, that you were in Berlin. Can you uh, say a few few sentences how how it was there? So you you were invited to an event for early access preview uh, for instant apps in Berlin and you were there? Yes, I was there and uh, we basically had, we're like... uh, 15 developers from uh, Europe and India and we got an introduction to instant apps and we discussed in the round what kind of features they wanted to integrate and what kind of features we developers would wish to have and in the end there was also like feedback discussion do we think instant apps is a good thing do we you really want to use it and if so how and you also could um, get yourself uh, appointment to speak to the instant app developers just to to discuss your own use case uh, with them. 
So then let's dive a little bit deeper into how we actually uh, implement instant apps. Um, first of all, I think there would be the same frameworks APIs as for a regular app, like Activity or Fragments, or is that something entirely different? No, the, the code base is exactly the same like in a real app, but uh, you have to do uh, a lot of refactoring when starting uh, to program for instant apps because it's like a modular system or a modular structure of your app. So you can break down uh, each feature in a, yeah, in a library project. So the APK doesn't get too big because there is a, this four size, uh, four B size limit for one feature. And you have to uh, refactor your existing app. And what is the min SDK? Uh, min SDK, uh, it, it's working with min SDK uh, 16, but the instant apps are only available at uh, devices running uh, Android 6 and above. Yeah, I think if I recall correctly, that somewhere in, uh, during the IO they have said that they will reduce it to 21, so Lollipop, but I'm not sure about it, but probably I will. Okay, I think so. Okay, kind of. But for now, it's twenty-three. Uh, yeah, um, the Google Docs uh, uh, is uh, mentioned twenty-three. Okay. Then, what other limitations are there? You said four megabyte, four megabyte of uh, of size. Uh, obviously, place services are required. Uh, other limitations for for your Insta app? A real limitation, I think, uh, a few uh, third-party libraries are not working at the moment. Um, like tracking uh, or... You mean analytics? Yeah, analytics. Uh, it's not working correctly at the moment and there are a few uh, things with resources. You have to define the exact uh, resource uh, identifier with the package. Uh, and But uh, the other things are all working. And back then they were saying that they want to discuss the like analytics stuff and other third-party libraries which are heavily used in apps to integrate them without the 4 megabit limits. So ex especially for Firebase or Trashlytics. Yeah. I also think that they wanted to provide some shared cache for libraries at all in a, in a future Android version? Yes, there was this discussion where like he said that this might get crazy where you just download split APK of split APK and you never have like the complete app on your phone until you reach every single screen you can use. And yeah, it might happen, but no one actually knows right now. Okay, I see. Okay, so we write a regular activity and, or a regular fragment and then we put it in a container or how, how does it work? So do I need to special Gradle setup or...? No, you, uh, you modularize your structure, then you put your activities in a separate module and you, the only thing you have to uh, be careful of is that in your manifest you have to uh, add intent filters, uh, which declare the URLs you're specifying, mm -hmm. and that's all. Mm -hmm. So the activity can be started with the shared URL. Okay, and then at the end, I 
build the instant app APK and upload it to the Play Store along with my regular APK or uh, how does it work? Yeah, it's working like a regular APK. You only have to upload it uh, separately. Okay, so I have my regular APK, my, my regular app in the Play Store and one instant app or can I upload multiple instant apps? Or? It's uh, one APK you upload and in this APK there are all features included. So if you have uh, two or three features, the APK you upload includes all these features. So, for instance, what exactly ha have we done in, for the Kicker app? Uh, for the Kicker app, we have uh, implemented the news detail section, which displays a, a document uh, for so a news article to, to read. Yeah, for sport news. Um, and uh, we wanted to implement the live Kicker as well, but. Uh, this uh, was not uh, so easy because uh, when we wanted to implement this feature we built the live ticker with a new uh, constraint layout and constraint layout wasn't yet supported <laughs> <laughs> okay i hope it's fixed by now so we are talking we are still talking about two months ago or yeah it, it was a really early uh, preview yeah. of the sdk and uh, constraint layout wasn't working okay this preview uh, we also using Kotlin. Does Kotlin work with instant apps? Kotlin works with uh, the early preview with uh, Atom containers and uh, library modules, but with a new feature which replaces uh, the Atom containers, uh, I got some issues. Uh, I don't know if it's my fault or is it still not uh, supported by this feature. Mm -hmm. So probably the, the Kotlin Gradle plugin is not yeah, working with the I new. I think so, yes. Um, what is it called? Com.android.instantapp uh, Gradle plugin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there are, actually, that's a good part. There are, there are two, two Gradle uh, plugins. One is com.android.instantapp uh, and yes. the other is com.android.feature. Can you briefly explain what these two plugins are good for? Um, instant app is uh, only a module which contains no code or no resources. It's only a, a container for building the instant app APK. And in the Gradle file of this container, you only de declare all features uh, which should be implemented in this uh, instant app. So a feature was um, reading the news document, for instance. Yeah, a feature is uh, reading the news documents. Okay, so if, for instance, for Kicker, we have this reading news document feature and would have this live ticker, or yeah, ticker is, is German, actually, we, we think uh, live updates or live scores. Um, so there, there is one APK, and this APK includes two features. Yeah. It can include up to yeah. as many features as you want, but okay. you can make also multiple instant apps, and then you switch from instant app to instant app, and in the meantime, the four megabit uh, megabytes get downloaded again. So mm -hmm. you want to switch to the next instant app. Four megabytes get downloaded, and the next instant app can possibly start. Okay, okay. And also, they made some uh, special SDKs like instant billing, and I think instant camera now is as well supported. So you don't have access to every SDK Android gives you, but most of the basic stuff is there. Yeah, there are a few limitations. And um, it's not the instant app of uh, Gradle plugin is not building an APK, uh, it's building a SIP file, 
-hmm. And in this zip file, there are the APKs for each feature. For each feature, there is a, a base APK. This, this is a must-have, which uh, contains uh, basic stuff like uh, your web service, your dependency injection, and uh, additional setup and the features uh, uh, depending on this base feature and there are also APKs in this zip file. Mm -hmm. And actually we want, uh, we are reusing our regular app code um, of Alpi. Yeah, it's exactly the same code like in the real app and it's split up in several modules to share it with the instant app or the real app. So we have defined one Gradle module for uh, reading a news document, uh, a news article, and we use that one in the regular app as dependency and in the instant app. Yes, exactly. How do we do, for instance, uh, dependency injection stuff like that? So can we override on application on create as we would do in a regular app? Is it the same for instant apps? Or? Yeah, it's exactly the same. You de define your custom application in your feature mm -hmm. module and there you can do dependency injection like in the real app. Okay. So we are sharing a lot of business logic or almost the same business logic between instant app and uh, the regular app and also the UI. So we are packing, what exactly do we pack into this instant app feature Gradle plugin module? In this feature app you... Uh, define your, your activities and your fragments and uh, you're depending on, you said it, the uh, UI uh, components you are displaying. Mm -hmm. Also, we made some minor improvements to the UI, not improvements, tweaks. So we added an install button to install the whole app while you are in, inside an instant app and then a nice uh, Google Play overlay opens and you install the whole app while you are inside an instant app and after that you can just use the whole app and that's also in the feature feature uh, in the feature in the feature module of the instant app mm -hmm. okay so do you personally like this experience as a user because i personally think that it will be a little bit irritating if i get a url and then it installs my instant uh, for instance, a kicker instance app somewhere. For instance, I can imagine my mom would be irritated if, if she opens such a URL and then she doesn't find that app anymore in the app drawer from, from, from the app launcher. Um, do you personally like this experience? Uh, back then in Berlin, we discussed this issue a lot as well and they wanted to um, think about it a different way. Like uh, they, they want to get kind of rid of the app drawer maybe and just want to show your most recent or most used apps. And you don't need to install it ever, you just use it and then you see the app. Oh, instant, interesting. That's, maybe if you think of it that way, then it gets pretty cool, but like it is right now with the app drawer and installing an app and you never get access to it again, but it is there kind of, it's weird. Yeah, I also think that during I.O. 2017, they have said that from App Launcher, at least from Google App Launcher, you can search for any app like you would search in the Play Store to install the instant apps or something like that. And that seems a little bit weird, but probably, yeah, in the future without any app drawer at all, it makes sense. I'm not sure about it. Yeah, I don't know either where they are going with it, but I think like if you think about it, just 
the app, you always get the app you need displayed, then it's great. But if you don't have the app, then it only gets the four megabytes and download it. And yeah, it, it could work, but it needs a lot of surrounding to make it really good UX. Mm-hmm. And are there ways to pass some data from my instant app to my um, to my regular app after I have installed the inst- the regular? Um, not really. Like Lucas mentioned, you you have your install button in uh, instant app mm-hmm. where you can install the, the whole of a real app. But to pass uh, data from an instant app to um, the real app, it's it's not mentioned. And I think it's uh, it's not uh, what developers or what Google uh, wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, instant app is only just how how you can present an app which is not installed to a user and then the user thinks, oh, that looks good. And if you want other features like you want to read the comments in the news, uh, when you click on the comments button, it's already there in the instant app, but if you click on it, you get the install dialog to uh, install the real app. So it's only a, uh, a hint to get the, the user to the real app, I think. Mm-hmm. Also, they wanted to include it maybe so you have like access to uh, SQLite storage, of course, and everything. And the instant app has its own folder right now. But they thought about maybe merging it after installation. But it was just a thought back then. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I've also seen something like a cookie mechanism from the web, at least in the Android O preview. But I'm not sure if that has been backported somehow through all the APIs. But I think there is something like set instant app cookie or something like that a method in, in android o and i'm not sure whether or not it's right now officially announced or supported but, but I don't, they were talking about a cookie back then where you can just briefly store some data but they also wanted to include really sqlite and cache data and everything okay so the idea is i i open the instant app i do some stuff like i don't know probably ordering some kind of pizza <laughs> if i have a pizza app yeah, then I can probably set some kind of cookie and once my app has been installed, my regular app has been installed, I probably can read this cookie and, I don't know, get some uh, preferences and so on. Yeah, maybe preferences or like user information, if he's already logged in, logging in again. But uh, to use this with smart log, it would, like there was a smart log uh, instant app integration already mm-hmm. and with that it was pretty easy to connect between apps okay so how long did it take to write an instant app from your point of view or how long were you working on the um, instant app for news uh, reading a news article um, I think it depends uh, on which you are starting from scratch or you are refactoring a, a real app for example the, the news uh, document for uh, the kicker app it uh, was not so easy because we only had uh, one module and so we had to split up uh, this module with all the features of the real app mm-hmm. to separate modules uh, containing uh, this feature which uh, should be implemented in instant apps so it really takes uh, time to refactor the app in uh, different modules but I think it's a big gain uh, if you if you did so, 
because, uh, like mentioned on Google I.O., there are, uh, or the new Angel Studios 3.0 is uh, supporting uh, multi-modules uh, in a very good way, also with the new Gradle plugin. So uh, Google recommends splitting up uh, your app into these two modules and it also a lot of benefit for uh, the build performance. We also talked during this in Berlin and they, like the managers of Insulab, they saw this as a great thing because we can, we developers can actually clean up code and split it into modules and we have a reason to do it, <laughs> which is Insulab. So they thought it was a great thing because we can sell it to our managers like this. <laughs> as, a, as an excuse for us, yeah. for stakeholders to, to, give some, to give us some time to reflect on some stuff. Well, like like Bruno said, I think as well, uh, it de really depends on the outcoming situation because uh, if you have an app which is already highly modularized, then you are really easy to integrate and get an instant app going. But if you have an app which only relies on one module or two modules, then it's a big pain in the ass. And overall, how was the development experience with instant apps and with this early access preview especially? Uh, like you said, the early access preview uh, is changing so rapidly though every week uh, you have to refactor the refactored code <laughs> <laughs> because the SDK changes uh, but uh, we have uh, access to Google developers and you can ask uh, several questions uh, though it was uh, really really good to develop with this SDK and uh, all all improvements uh, we developers shared with them were really, really good implemented in future SDK versions. And how long did it take to get some feedback for our question? Oh, it was uh, really on the same day. The oh. developers were nice. really, really good. Cool. Okay. What else about Instant App? Have we missed something? I think we have already. Would you recommend to build Instant Apps for, for the developers out there starting today or... Do you think it's not stable enough or probably not not a good user experience at all? I think it's really stable enough, but I'm not sure about the user experience and if it really benefits the like views you get for, for the app. But maybe time will show and maybe Google will build a crazy uh, cache dependency system where your app only gets displayed and then instant apps is basically a requirement so I think you should definitely take a look at it but maybe keep a little bit hope on it still. Mm -hmm. And also think that it doesn't make sense for any kind of app to build an instant app? No, you really need a good use case to do it like ordering a product or viewing one article like a really separate thing and not you cannot build your whole app into one instant app that doesn't work. And you really uh, must have good Deep linking with URLs. Yes, yes, especially that you, you need it. It's mm -hmm. requirement. Oh yeah, and another fun fact. I think if I remember correctly, Bodo was complaining about this that instant app requires HTTPS and our backend exactly <laughs> wasn't supporting HTTPS back then, right? And and also it does, uh, only supports HTTPS uh, also for pictures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I think pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, to sum it up, basically the key points of in building 
instant apps along with your regular app is modularize your code, um, then it's a matter of applying Gradle plugin like account Android uh, feature and so on with along with your regular app to share code between. And the rest will happen magically behind the scenes of Google Play services. Okay. Um, oh yeah, last but not least, what was your uh, favorite session about Google I.O. this year? Um, my favorite session? Uh, before my favorite session, I think the, uh, the most exciting thing is that Kotlin is officially supported by Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the favorite sessions are, of course, the uh, architecture components. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And yeah, the, the talks about uh, instant app, of course. And yeah, that's, that's it. What about you, Lucas? Uh, for me, I, I didn't have too much time this year to watch the talks, but I was also <laughs> really stunned by announcing Kotlin as the language because like, we've been doing it here for almost a year, I think. Yes. And uh, yeah, so it's a great step forward for Google to really officially support it now and not like if developer tools just break it one day, we it can't happen now because Google officially supports it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm also, I'm also curious, um, this probably will only tell the future, if, for instance, in two or three years, Google won't build any um, uh, build tools, support for something like um, their backporting um, lambdas for, for from Java 8, which basically is not needed at all anymore in Kotlin. But at the same time, Java is very popular and I can see it uh, dropping. I have talked to some other guys working on developer agencies and they were afraid of using Kotlin because the code um, they, are, they were writing um, officially, officially is owned by the customers and the customers would have to agree to write that in Kotlin um, because maybe they have some plans to develop this app by their own in the future and probably they will only have Java developers. So for the agencies, this was kind of a little um, yeah, little thing um, to not use Kotlin, but now since it's official supported, probably it will get better. I think there was actually a talk about Kotlin at I.O. from Jake Wharton, and mm -hmm. most of this talk was about getting your manager to uh, Oh yeah, Kotlin. Christina. Yes, Christina. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Interesting talk, yeah. And I forgot a very important talk speed up great builds. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, all developers look uh, is looking forward. I think they did a really good job. Okay, uh, I think that's basically it. Thank you, Bodo. Thank you, Lucas. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stopping the recording now. <laughs>